we put um, a girl in a bikini in a beer ad, that it's going to have this kind of response. We know who's going to complain about it. We know who's going to like it. We know how much attention it's going to get. We know how uh, racy we can get um, before somebody starts to complain about it on a news program, and then we actually get more bang for our buck, and then everybody wants to see the ad, right? Right. All of that is measurable. I always feel like advertising falls under the category of didactic art, where they're, they're kind of telling you how how you should think, what you what you should think, right? And and try to steer you in that direction. Whereas like um, a more noble goal of art would be uh, to create like a sublime moment mm-hmm. where your just your brain pops and you open up to a million new possibilities. That kind of aha moment, the feeling of awe that you get from a sunrise or something like that. Or, sure. You know, you see a painting and it just, it opens you up like a DMT hit to right. the entire universe. You're like, all of a sudden you feel connected to everything all at once for at least a second, right? I, I always find that that is, to me, is the ultimate goal. And anything other than that is just missing the mark. But do you feel, and here's the thing that I've always argued too, because whenever I say this to people, people get offended. Because people, someone who considers themselves an artist doesn't like to not be considered an artist, right? When, like, I tell, you know, because right, I'm going to, uh, to think that there's art I'm going to jump in here. If you want to listen to that, and that go and fine. find the uh, Great White Fnord, which is on the uh, Talking is Dead feed, which I listened to before it was a million shows, uh, when Mike Vardy was the, just it was Mike and... Uh, What's his name there? Anthony. Um, I listened to that. I mean, I listened to the first few minutes and said, holy shit, these guys have expressed more in just a few concise words than I can in an hour of my podcasting. Again, it's, you know, I'm I'm not, well, I am running myself down, but but for good reason. I I just don't express things clearly. And maybe I don't have any clearly focused thoughts. Anthony seems... He's just one of those people who can speak out boldly and, and get an idea across. Um, he said something what I loved. Oh, yeah, he's just taking a course in leadership or, you know, on the way to being a principal or superintendent. And uh, the guy said, I'll define leadership in one word. And the one word was manipulation. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. Now, that was somebody else's story. But just the way he explained it, like... It did open up my mind. Wow, yeah, you have to think about that. And I guess it's something I want to do more with this podcast, and I'm just, I don't think it's in me. I'm thinking back to the, um, I guess, the preceding episode before this one. This, I don't know what the hell, it's probably uh, Baby Sally number 27, I think. And I'm if the one before this was the... Uh, little sermon I gave in church. Now, I did express ideas, and it did work, and I did hold people's attention, so it's not like it's, I can't talk, and I can keep my students' interest, so it's not that I'm incapable, but it just takes me a lot more words to get things across than, uh, than the average person. All right, so why am I here, parked under the maple? at uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery. Once again, it's, it's the most beautiful spot because it's one of the few that's really in the shade. You can hear the semis in the tree above me. Here, hold it up. Look at that. Listen to those fuckers. 
You drive my cat nuts. Uh, last episode, I ended up, I, I started it off before the sermon and said, oh, i got to remind me to tell you more about the cat. Um, it, Yuki is clearly an outdoor cat now, loves the outdoors. I won't let her stay out after dark. I tell my family the same. She's already lost two callers, so right now she's wandering free with no ID, and it's a cute little white cat, and I'm just afraid. <coughs> <coughs> she'll wander into some friendly home and uh, they'll keep her and I will never know what happened so I guess I have to get another collar and tag but not before I leave town Friday and now I'm thinking geez maybe I'll leave Thursday I'll call cousin uh, cousin Dave in Russell and see if he can put me up for the night I'm on my way to St. Martin's New Brunswick never been there before but I've been to the Bay of Funday and this is right on the Bay of Funday uh, turned out my nephew and niece, who I was planning to visit in Ottawa, so I gave a little call. Oh, uh, you know, I was thinking of dropping by this weekend. Oh, well, we won't be here. We're going to be in St. Martin's. Why don't you come? And turns out my brother is going as well with their trailer and a bunch of friends of the nephew and niece. So a big plan gathering. And I looked at my calendar, and I don't start school till after Labor Day, and thought, why not? So I played with the idea of, gee, flying into Moncton, renting a car trying to bum a ride with somebody who's already going from Ottawa, and that didn't work. And now I'm committed to uh, driving. It's a two-day drive. It's 1,500 kilometers on the nose from our house. Uh, and that's not via the USA, which I don't want to go. I want to stick to Canadian routes. That means driving all the way up to almost Riviere de Loup and then down into New Brunswick, right to the foot of New Brunswick. But uh, I think it'll be worth it. I've rented a little... It's a cabin. Now, all it means is there's a roof over your head, electricity, and a bed, and a table. Uh, but no fridge or stove or anything like that. So I've got to get my camping gear. I'm in the middle of sorting it out now. Dried my tent out. Going to have to test run my old Coleman stove. So it's sort of like half camping, which is okay. It's a good thing for me. And then I contacted the Nova Scotia guy. Guy's got the boat, beautiful sailing boat in uh, Digby, because there's a ferry that runs right from St. John's, which is near St. Martin's, across the Bay of Funday to uh, Digby. So I'm going to get a weekend in in Nova Scotia as well and visit my friend. That's another boat. I just came up today. You know, this is shaping up to be a nice damn little holiday on top of the nice little holiday I had with my students and the extra bonus trip to Montreal. That's been good. I mean, last year it was the big one all around the southwest United States. The year before that was a huge maritime trip, Cape Breton and uh, so on. So here's another maritime trip. It's a great place to go. So I'm all geared up, fired up on that. I'm all fired up on the idea of the new Dixon Jane zine, which is coming back. And I've been getting, I sent out an email. If you're a listener to this podcast and you did not get an email from me, saying, hey, the new zine is coming out this fall. Why don't you write something, or uh, at least give me your name so I can mail you a copy. Um, If you didn't get that email, but you're listening to this and you're interested, email me. That would be Ken, and the address would be DixonJanes, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S, at gmail.com. Send me your email address. If you really want to get a paper mailed copy, which is what I'm going for, send me your mailing address. Yeah. And if you have doubts, I may be able to send you a PDF version of uh, of a, a past past episode. I was just reading through 
a past episode, sorry, past issue. I was just reading through our 10th anniversary issue, uh, the winter 1994, uh, yeah, yeah, 1994. And there was some good stuff in there. And one of them was a prediction over the next 10 years that this would keep going. Well, of course, it ended uh, after, at the end of that 10-year mark. It ended. And that it would maybe go out electronically, like PDF, and there'd be more email contributions, which turned out to be so. Uh, and it would continue to have the same circle of people probably complaining about the strangers and then continue to attract new strangers. So I'm excited. I'm getting feedback already from that email, and I'm excited because um, I know amongst the listeners to Dixon Janes and Baby Sally, there are some great, talented people, creative people, with writing skills. And even if it's just a short email or a short note, it doesn't have to be. I'm not looking for literature or published poetry. Although that's, you know, welcome too. But it could be anything. Uh, send it in. No, nothing is too small. And it will get included in the fall issue, which will be printed and mailed out. So that's exciting. So, I don't know, it just it keeps the creative juices flowing. It keeps me interested, excited. And I think the idea was a good one right off the bat. Just let's share ourselves. Again, it's like the idea of podcasting. It's we're not famous. We're just people. We're not on TV, but we have something to say, which takes us full circle back to Anthony Marco and people like that. You know, I think Anthony is probably the only person I didn't send an invite to. And it wasn't a slight or that I didn't want Anthony. It was just that I know how busy Anthony is with running the empire that he's got. But I'm going to have to correct that. I'm going to have to send an invite. I would love to have a piece of writing from Anthony. I would love to, uh, no matter what shape or form it took uh, that would be great I did read through I started writing a couple of things and one of them was an interview with myself and I think I'm going to scrap that, thank you another was a ramblatorial I wrote I'm going to scrap that, it was just crap writing so I'm going to try and hold myself up to higher standards uh, pity I can't do that with the podcast but Anyway, today is errand running day. I'm, I've got a lot of shit to take care of and get organized before I leave. Holy shit, today's, today's Wednesday. Um, what is the date here? I may even be leaving tomorrow if I, uh, if I can stay over in Russell overnight. Don't know why I didn't consider that. It's Wednesday, August 19th. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to go uh, get some groceries now, get back home, and uh, see if I can just get myself organized. Ken, signing out from St. Andrew's Cemetery, and uh, I'll be back. Oh, yes, by the way, this is just a start. You're in for another hodgepodge, because uh, I probably won't be recording again until I'm on the road, so who knows what to expect. I'm just looking forward to sitting in my lounge chair with a cold beer and... Uh, relaxing, which I'm very fond of doing. I am sorry about two things. Sorry, my wife is not coming. She is working, and I looked into flying her into Moncton, picking her up and bringing her back, and it really wouldn't work out all that well. And I wish that my number two son, used to call them Chuck and Jerry, um, gosh, I even forget which ones, which should be obvious. He should be Chuck, yeah. Number two son's Chuck. Jerry is in Melbourne. 
I, I got to book that ticket. I've got to arrange. I'm pretty. I'm aiming for January trip to Melbourne. So hey, things are happening in my life, you know, in spite of the health setbacks. Uh, I'm moving forward. So uh, a, a winter trip to Melbourne, and uh, this trip. And I, I wish I could convince Chuck to come along with me, but uh, I don't think he will. Nova Scotia guy's already threatened to get me out on his sailboat, manning the mainsail. I have no experience. I don't know how keen I am on that idea, but uh, it's a possibility. That would be on a Sunday. So, all right. <clears throat> Gotta go. Here are the semis. Sing so long. Bye for now. not early, it's 9 o'clock, maritime time, I'm in Fredericton, in fact, I'm at the Fredericton Inn, oh boy, I'm still lying in my bed, the um, person who stayed in this room before me had set his alarm for 5 a.m., and of course, that's when I heard it. Let me pull up the blankets again. So I'm treating myself to, uh, sorry, just taking it easy. Checkout's not to 11, and I'm probably going to check out at 11. Uh, There's a breakfast deal, but I'm not ready for that yet. I've had my in-room coffee, and uh, I'll relate a little story back to you. So 
bear with me. This this may be uh, hmm. I was gonna say boring and I'm just waiting for the, the cat calls and people they're all boring. Uh it's I guess part of the the thing that this podcast is a lot of the things I talk about are significant to me. It's a way of me creating a feedback loop to teach myself something and I record it and put it out there and it just may or may not be of interest to anyone else. So I'm here on this nice little holiday uh, to meet up with my family at a campground on the Bay of Fundy. Sounds just great. I'm looking forward to it, but I've already enjoyed the drive, although the entire trip through Quebec was through pretty heavy rain. But I, uh, I'm i on my own. My wife couldn't come. My son didn't want to come. And I thought, well, I'm going anyway. Life is short. Here's an opportunity. I better take it. The drive along St. Lawrence. I mean, it was just—it's just—it's fun sometimes. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm using my iPhone for my GPS, just you know, reassurance. Okay, I took the new Auto Route 30, which was a great shortcut bypassing Montreal entirely. Um, I started off by driving to my cousin's place in Russell, and he barbecued up a roast beef and roast pork dinner for us. Oh my God, it was so good. I bought I bought a bottle of, brought along a bottle of Spanish wine, fifteen percent. It was the great wine to go with it. So a very pleasant evening. And then watch the movie In Bruges, which I have never seen before. Great little film. Uh, but a relaxing time with family, my cousin's side, his mother and my father, brother and sister as if you needed to know that, but it just was comfortable, relaxing, and it shaved 450 kilometers off the trip um, because I just got this head start. So instead of driving to uh, New Brunswick from Toronto, I'm driving from Ottawa now, Russell, the uh, east side of Ottawa. I loaded the car up with food, for the camping trip. So I had snacks like pepperoni sticks and cheese and potato chips and chocolate and just all kinds of stuff I could just reach in and grab. And that made it fun. And then whenever I was tired, I pulled over. Now, at one point, it seems to me, while I was passing a vehicle, it almost seemed as if I nodded off for a split second, saw a guardrail in front of me, thought, oh, now I'm, I'm not comfortable sharing that because it's just as if like, like a blink of an eye, you know, that, whoa, man, you need to pull over and, and have some rest. Well, you could, I'm on a highway, but I, um, I realized after that, okay, hey, you've been driving for a long time. I mean, I started at 6 a.m. in the morning and just got up and left Russell. And uh, so 
I guess I stopped again at the New Brunswick border and stopped here and there. <sighs> Kept pushing on. We got to Woodstock. I thought, okay, Woodstock's a quaint little town. Never been here before. I'll just spend the night in Woodstock. Right now it's about 7 o'clock. Drove around town. Didn't see the motels that I saw advertised, you know, on the internet. Made wrong turns, and next thing you know, I'm on the outskirts of town, and thinking, yeah, do I really want to stay in night in Woodstock? And Fredericton's only about another hundred plus kilometers away. Found a motel, great bargain with the guy. It was going to be about ninety bucks with tax, and I, I looked at it. Okay, there's nothing here. It's on the. It's on the off the highway. There's nothing to do. I looked, I asked him to show me a room. I looked in the room, and I just saw a boring evening. Like, what the fuck? So th- this is where it's getting to the, the point. First of all, when you're traveling by yourself, there's only you to argue with, right? There's nobody else pressing, look, I'm tired, I'm hungry, why not stay here? We should have gone back, blah, blah, blah. All the things that happen when couples travel together and argue. I only have myself to shout at. By the way, I did a lot of shouting in the... Uh, and the drive up here, I mean, really, like, screaming in the car for entertainment, for fun, just to say, to make crazy voices. I, that's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. It's not a crazy thing, even though some of my conversations might have been me at the top of my lungs yelling, are you crazy? Uh, but it felt good. It felt good. Anyway, I look at this hotel, and I, and I, I just can't decide. And I thought, well, you know, do I really want to, so... I leave, I get back on the road, get to Fredericton, zip by a couple of that, that looks expensive, that looks expensive, oh, that looks expensive. Finally find a comfort inn where I've stayed before, I probably get a discount, 10% or something. And I just do a quick check on the internet, and holy fuck, this is a high-end, completely refurbished, it's packed, it's on a main highway, this is not really what I want. I, the, the, what it came down to, well, I didn't want to spend more than $100 just for to get one night's sleep. It's already seven. It's getting out for eight. Like, why do I want to spend that money? And, you know, at one point, I thought what I could do is just pull into a parking lot, you know, somewhere, and just sleep in the car. Well, the seats don't even go back in the car because it's full of crap. But I was honestly considering that as an option. Just park the car and sleep and go. And I guess part of that is just me being cheap, you could say. I could say. Not wanting to spend money on myself. And then this business of, well, I've got to find a cheaper motel. I can't stay in the nice one like the other people because I keep thinking of, yeah, I just can't do it. You know, I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to waste that money. So I shoot on past all of them. Get them back. Next thing, I'm back on the highway. Now, fuck, man. Now I'm leaving Fredericton. This is really getting bad. I told you it'd be a bit boring, but it, it's it's for me, okay? So you can fast forward, whatever. I'm out of town now. I'm on the highway shooting further south. I think, no, no, I can't do that. So I find a way to get off the highway, get back. I'm in an industrial park. Next thing you know, 
I'm deep into the suburbs of Fredericton and I can't get out. It's like driving around Scarborough not knowing where, how do you get back to the highway or some place? It's just, it's crazy. And I'm really deeply lost. And, and finally I found one thing. Okay, this looks promising. This looks like a way out. Then there's a big detour sign, road blocked, closed. And at this point I'm not using my GPS because I've got nothing programmed in. I'm just going in circles. And that's when I really start yelling at myself, okay, asshole, what are you going to do now? And it's starting to get dark. And I'm starting to feel very tired. Damn it, there's the aircon. Sorry. Um, I could get up and turn it off, but I won't. So I'm starting to really realize, okay, you got to do something. Take action here. And I, 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 I reached that point on a side, you know, some side street in the suburbs with no way out. Programmed in, I just went to the uh, internet, okay, Motel Fredericton, boom, came up with the first one, Fredericton Inn, take me there. And it's the miracle of having a GPS built into your cell phone. It led me through one turn immediately here, turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right, get out takes me right to onto the main road, right to this hotel, and I pull up and I look oh Christ, this is going to be the most expensive yet it's a fancy place but now it's dark, I'm tired <sighs> I'll go in anyway in the usual, I have to ask how much it costs first, so I go up and I even opened up with, I'm almost afraid to ask but how much are the rooms, and she gives me a price, and it's not Unreasonable, maybe 140 or something. And I said, Well, I've got CAA, I'm a senior, I only want it for the one night, and uh, what are deals have you got? And anyway, she eventually says, Well, we do have a, we do have a special offer, we got some for $99. And I'm thinking, Wow, perfect, great. And I take it. And I'm really happy. I'm not going any further. It's okay, Ken, but the point, the whole point of all this was I gave myself permission. I don't have to worry about the money. I, I spend so much time because constantly I have a framework in the back of my mind that says, okay, my friends who've worked all their lives have an index pension coming in. They will always have a check arriving. I don't have anything like that. This this job is probably going to be my last job at the um, college I teach. I'm only teaching two days a week. It's a pitiful a little amount of Beer money is coming in, but there's no pension. There's nothing else. I've got a little bit of RSP. I'm really concerned always about not having, you know, growing old and not having money. It's there. It, it governs my behavior, which is crazy. Uh, because I weighed that against, God damn that noise, eh? Sorry. I weighed that against my mini-stroke. I keep saying mini-stroke because I don't want to make it seem any more serious than it was, but it was serious. And the fact that I'm not walking properly, and the realization, holy fuck, man, you could you could drop dead in any time. You might only have a couple of decent years left in your life anyway. Seriously. And that helped cancel out this fucking worry about money all the time. And so I said, that's great. I'll take it. 
drive around the back. It's a wonderful, great big room. It's terrific. Not only that, here's the good part. If you're hoping for one, here's the good part. I see on the front desk there's a sign, Lobster Dinner. And I think, what the hell? No price attached. So what? By this point, I've turned the corner. Hey, I'm treating myself. I had gone from sleeping in the car, trying to sleep, I wouldn't get any sleep at all, in a parking lot, to check into probably one of the nicer properties in Fredericton. I go into this dining hall, and it's all like sofas and booths. It's beautiful. It's a real high-end dining room. Steak and lobster dinner, 42 bucks. I look at the others, and oh my God, well, look, I can get a haddock. I can get fish and chips for 10 bucks. And the other voices, you asshole. You're sitting at a booth. It's it's 9.30. The place is closing. You've got a wonderful waitress coming up to you. You're all by yourself. There's only another couple of families left. You're not going to get a $10 fish and chips deep when you could have lobster and steak. And so I treated myself to that. And a beer, a local, a picaroons. Dark and stormy night, it was called. And I treated myself, and I felt like a king, and I felt great, and I didn't give a fuck about the money, because it's all going on my company American Express card. Anyway, why the fuck should I worry? Like, I completely erased that part that had been eating at me, bugging at me. I resolved it. I... I, the 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 waitress was from Iran. She was a lovely woman. Uh, she told me be sure to give her a good uh, mention on uh, TripAdvisor. I should do that. Um, the food was excellent. I I've never enjoyed lobster so much. It comes with all the tools. The lobster was perfectly presented on the table. It was a lot of it, you know. And you just stick that pick in, and you pull out a whole chunk from the claw. Wonderful, beautiful little, just a little six ounce or, um, filet mignon steak with the vegetables and a baked potato. A great beer, excellent service. It was absolutely wonderful. And I'm so glad. And I, I told her, I said, I, How are you feeling? Is everything good? I said, I feel like a king. And corrected myself, No, I, I feel like a shah. Um, and it. I'm so glad I was able to do that by, to myself, to treat myself nicely, to give myself something. That's the whole point of this long and boring ramble. It may not mean much to you. Oh, yeah, can't check that in the hotel and have steak and lobster dinner, so what? No. The point was that I broke down all those barriers I had erected for myself, all those things you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, you better save money, you better not... Spend this. You better look for the cheapest option all the time. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I deserve this. I've earned it. I've worked in my life. So what if I don't know about the future? I'm not going to do this every night. I'm staying in a $40 room cabin when I get to the campsite with no amenities, just a bed. Well, great. You know, but I'm so glad, even just for this once, that I gave myself a really nice room and an excellent meal in a very classy hotel. 
And having told you all that and dragged this story out for much too long, I am now going to go and uh, get myself some breakfast. <sighs> Forgive this long rant, but uh, it meant something to me. Bye for now. again it's uh, one o'clock around one saturday august 22nd and i'm parked on a side street in st john's new brunswick and i just had to say a few words about this place i've been here before and it, it blew me away the first time and i had forgotten what it was about st john's that uh, does it to me it's the old wooden homes most of which are in such terrible terrible shape it's really poverty-stricken. You see this and you think, holy shit. I know when they talk about the Maritimes being hard times. This, I've never seen a city like this. There's a huge cruise ship. Huge. One of these mammoth multi-deck ships in the harbor. And if, I know they don't, they'll just go to the nice places, but if any of those people were to step off, say American tourists, and wander up where I am now on these side streets up on the hills... They would think they'd come to Port-au-Prince, Haiti or something. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It is that poor-looking. 
I mean, there's a lot of abandoned buildings, broken windows, and so on. And it seems it could be if the money came in. Now, you'd need yuppies and people with money to do it. But, I mean, it could be a glorious city, aside from the pollution and the fog and uh, everything else, I suppose. Uh, it just, it's just, it's like, in a way, unspoiled beauty. Uh, I guess that's kind of strange because it is really spoiled. Um, but it's got a charm. It's got a charm to it that it's amazing. And you will just never see anywhere else, I'm sure, in Canada, places like this, these old buildings. And each one with so much character. And you think, wow, this, this must have been thriving at a time. There must have been a huge working population here. And now you just see these these shingles and boards... I mean, an aluminum siding salesman could do very well here, except he'd ruin the whole place. But I, I'm at a loss for words. I really don't know how to describe it. I parked in front of one house, and I had to step out and uh, take pictures. And suddenly I heard this voice. You couldn't see it, but you hear the voice in a, in a very distinct maritime accent. Hey, what are you taking pictures of my house for? That's not a very good accent, but point was he was sitting in the driveway in a jeep, just sitting there. And when I stepped out with my camera, he sort of moved the jeep to the front of the driveway to get a better look at me. And and I thought, oh man, if he sees Ontario plates, I'm done for. I probably think I'm some sort of inspector. I mean, it, it looked like it would have it would have been a for sure a house selling drugs if anybody had the money for them. It's just bizarre. I, it's sad on one hand. Hey, this is Canada. We're not supposed to be this poor. And I, I there must be so many people here with with nothing, with no hope. You know, it's like this. This is like the end of the line. So, those are my observations. And maybe if there's somebody from here and knows knows this city better than I do, they might correct me, but I'm just seeing it from the eyes of a tourist. You're thinking, holy shit. Get me out of here. Um, but the thrill, it's like San Francisco. You're driving up and down hills. You've got a different vantage point, different view from every direction. There's a heavy fog in. It's low tide now. It's still morning. There's a heavy fog. You can't see out in the distance. So when you look at the harbor, you'll see the bow of a ship and nothing more, just covered in shroud. There's another trucked, trucked park. No, parked truck. Uh, the charm of the Maritimes. It's here. So I, I'm going to stop there. I've got uh, apparently nothing else to add to uh, to describe it to you. I don't have the power of the gift of words taking a couple of pictures. I'm just going to drive around more and up and down these hills. And uh, it's, it's Again, it's the beauty. I mean, I was on a route scheduled. My GPS is telling me how to get to where I'm going to, you know, this camp, family campground. But you take a look and say, holy shit, there's St. John's, i got to go. And you just turn off, you know, the main road, and here we are. So I'm going to wander a bit and uh, get back to you from who knows where. Oh, the railway's... These wonderful, wonderful streets. Bye for now.
train whistle in the distance. Uh, it's me again, first of all, with an apology to anybody who I've offended. Uh, I am not in St. John's. I'm in St. John, New Brunswick. St. John. No S on the end of that. I should have known that. I, I knew every time I said it, I thought, no, wait a minute. It's the other one. St. John's, Newfoundland. So anyway, this is St. John, and I am at the foot of the Carlton Martello Tower. Now, I am delighted to have completed the set now. There are Martello Towers in Kingston, Ontario, uh, Quebec City, Halifax, and now here in St. John. So I've seen the set. I've visited them. It's a historic, run by the uh, National Historic Sites, the uh, Government of Canada. I was driving the hills, as you heard, and saw in the distance this thing up in the mountain. And, you know, I didn't read any guidebooks. I didn't have any idea. I just said, i got to drive towards that. And I am so glad I did. I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. And this just means the the open flow of travel, of open decision-making, like not fighting, oh, do I do this, or is it A or B, or which one, you know, the, the kind of thing that does happen on any, any given day. You know, I mean, I made probably two or three wrong turns try, just trying to get out of Fredericton, even with the um, GPS unit telling me where to turn. I'd, I'd sort of turn too late or too soon. <laughs> I can't judge... <laughs> I can't judge 400 meters, so I'm just... Okay, what do you mean now? <laughs> or you mean way up there? So, uh, anyway. But it always just corrects you. The, the GPS is so patient, it never yells at me. You asshole, you idiot, you jerk. It just quietly makes a new route. Well, drive two kilometers out of your way, asshole. And uh, turn around. Anyway... <laughs> so I've just found this it's now 2 o'clock in the afternoon I told my brother I'd be meeting him but there was no set appointment that's the beauty of the holiday sometime after 2 um, I drove up parked and I saw all those in admission as National Park yes I guess I better pay and it was $3.40 my god a pittance I mean it shouldn't cost more to collect that money uh, but a little um, information section with some of the history. And then they said, would you like to watch the video? And I, and I half-jokingly, these are all students working here, right? Half-jokingly, well, I don't know, is it worth it? How long is it? <laughs> and she said, ten minutes. I said, yeah, but what if I get bored halfway through? She said, you don't have to stay for it all. You can leave. Okay. All right, okay, show me the movie. So, I, of course, I was the only one there having a blast. And it was fabulous. It was the whole history of his tower. And of all the Martell Towers in Canada that are left, uh, this is the most interesting. Uh, on the very top that I'm looking at right now is a fortification built for World War II. So they could actually be on the lookout for German subs coming in. And two subs did come in. One of them actually dropped off a spy in St. Martin's, which is where I'm heading. A true story, which I'm going to have to Google. Um, and so I got in to talk with the guides inside the tower. And there were two of them. Uh, and I spent at least 30 minutes. I, I could have had the recorder on, but I think it, you know, it, it would have... He wouldn't have been at liberty being a parks employee. We wouldn't have had the same kind of open, frank talk about the elections, about 
the Finian raids and so on. Now, I had no idea uh, about the Finian raids, and, and the his point was that New Brunswick was all against con- Confederation, and had it not been for the fear of the Irish Finians based in the States coming in and trying to take over, um, which all the priests and bishops and everybody were against, um, New Brunswick would not have joined Federation. There would not have been a Canada. But it was this threat of these rabble-rousers from the States, encouraged by America to just make make trouble for Britain, um, that caused them to say, hey, we, we, uh, we can't have that. Uh, very, very interesting story. You've you got to Google. Google the Finians and so on. And not, not to be confused with James Joyce. James Joyce. A lot to talk about that, about the history of New Brunswick, about why the poverty here, which is people are moving to the outskirts. Nobody's buying property in the city. And uh, he, too, could see what I saw, which is the sheer beauty of these old buildings, which... If there was money, the way they've put money into San Francisco, and if people actually moved here and took over these places and fixed them up, it would be an unbelievably beautiful city. I'm looking across at one, right at the house across from here, and it is fixed up. And there are a few places that have been redone, reconditioned, but uh, there's just not enough money. And a lot of people just, this is this really is the end of the line. He was a New Brunswicker from Moncton himself. Uh, the most enjoyable conversation, standing outside in the fresh air uh, at the top of this Martello Tower. Now, they were built again. They were built, this one was completed in 1815, while the war with America ended in 1814. So it was a little bit, uh, a little bit behind, as were most of them, never used in the war. <coughs> but they kept it up. And then again, when the worry about the Finians, it was reinforced. Cannons were put in. Uh, World War One, it was used as a detention center for drunken sailors or drunken people getting ready to be transported to England, the soldiers and so on. Uh, and it'd be a horrible place to be detained. I mean, it's just it's cold and dank and full of rats. Uh, and then World War Two came, and they took off the tower and built up this concrete formation. That they could see out to the to the water, uh, a fog had rolled in. It just made it look all the more beautiful. So I, I'm just I'm just filled with excitement, joy, happiness, the freedom that comes from a good holiday when you're not. Oh my God, what do I have to do now? Do I have to follow all those people? When's the bus leaving? None of that. It's just me on a random drive, seeing a site that looked interesting in the distance, pulling up to it, not having a set schedule. God, that is just, that is fine. But on top of that, I mean, this is right up my field. This is Canadian history. This is Canadian history. And the fact that it covers uh, Confederation, the Finian attacks, or the threat of them, World War I and World War II, that is amazing. So, signing out, I guess I've gone on long enough about that. But uh, if you are ever in St. John and you're not rushing to catch the 8 a.m. ferry... Uh, come on up to the Martello Tower. Yeah. Catch you later. Who knows where I'm going next. I, I think I'm going to grab some lunch and uh, get it, and then head out of town and uh, see if I can meet up with the family. And next thing, I hope I'm drinking a cold beer sitting in a reclining chair.
you'll just have to uh, put up with that. You, I'm lying. Yeah, well, hang on, I'll try and fix it. There. I'm lying in my anti-gravity chair. Oh, I, all right, you're going to complain about the fucking wind. Jesus, I'll try and fix it. Hang on. Low cut. Mic sense. No, low cut on. Mic sense low. All right, talking closer. Now, is that better? I'm lying in my anti-gravity chair. It's a Sunday. 7.15 New Brunswick time. And uh, I can actually, if I open my eyes, look out at the Bay of Funday. I can see one, two, you know, three, six trailers in my line of vision. But they're nice to look at. And one of them's an old vintage Airstream, the longest Airstream I've ever seen. And, uh... It's a gorgeous park. It's a Century Farms family campground. I believe that's what it's called. I could put a link up if you cared. It's very close to, uh, well, it's a town of St. Martin's or the village on the Bay of Fundy, New Brunswick side. And uh, very close to uh, the road we went along today, the Fundy Trail. And wow, is that a treat! First time for me, I have done the Cabot Trail a couple of times, but this was uh, a new one and stunningly beautiful. And it's going to be expanded. They're working on it right now. So that you'll eventually, I believe, be able to go all the way from Moncton, connecting Moncton and Fredericton, or Moncton and St. John via the uh, Fundy. Some good roads here, a lot of hills, but uh, enjoyable driving. Anyway, it's been an excellent day. Found a gift for my wife. This is a new one, and this one I think I got it right this time. It's a handmade in New Brunswick. So that's a good start by an old lady. Uh, And it's like a kind of a mitten. People thought it might have been an apron. It's kind of a mitten. You put your hands in either side, and you wipe off your cat's paws when they come in with dirty paws or your dog. You just wear it. It's like putting on a couple of gloves. On the other side, it's got nice big cloth wipers for the uh, paws. Wonderful thing. One of a kind. I should have got two. What an idiot. What an idiot. I only got one. What an idiot. Oh, I'm so sorry. It didn't occur to me now to think, oh, gee, I mean, they're only $12. It was a bargain. It was a steal. What wonderful gifts. Ugh. And, of course, I'll never see it again. It was a one-time market. Sunday in the uh, in the trail. On the trail. Uh, other stuff, craft, jewelry, nice to see. It's fun being in New Brunswick. It's a, it's a place that gets a lot of bad press. You don't hear a lot of people raving about New Brunswick, but it is. I think it's one of the undiscovered gems in Canada, and this campground is one of them. Like, it's beautifully, It's beautifully quiet. And literally, I'm staring like we are on the Bay of Fundy. High tide, low tide. And uh, lots to see around here. So anyway, the whole gang, it's uh, my, let's say my niece and her husband organized it, and they have two children. These are the people I stay with in uh, bumfuck Ontario, as they call it, but uh, I prefer to call it Oxford Station. Um, and my brother and his wife, my uh, sister-in-law from Kempville, in with their trailer, and uh, then friends of... Uh, Julia and Oliver here 
uh, and nice people, interesting people to talk to, and uh, it's a little bit of a party atmosphere, but in a, a quiet family way, because everybody came with families. And um, so not a lot of yahooing, but uh, there's going to be a campfire tonight, and uh, I've got a head start. And I guess the thing I've been celebrating today, I got the, I, I, I slept in my tent last night, I haven't slept in a tent for a while, so that was a treat, pitched right there between the trailers. And uh, then my cottage was vacant, vacated today, so I took it around three, and uh, decided I'd stay home while the others go out to the cave's famous, known on TripAdvisor restaurant for clam chowder. Uh, I stayed behind, and I just, I had some chicken breasts that uh, I brought with me, frozen from M&M, and of course now, that was Thursday uh, morning, or Thursday afternoon when I left. They were still frozen. Uh, but it's now Sunday. You knew they've, they thought, and they could be going rancid very soon. So chop those into slices, fried up some onions, threw those in. My brother said, you, you want some tomato? And I said, yeah, sure, put in some tomato. Then um, mixed it all together. And then condiments. Oh, added in. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you that part, the special part of the end. Then cook some, you know, the rice with uh, whatever spicy rice. I should know the name, but uh, I'm not going to get up and look. But a rice, you know, more than just your plain white rice. There's long green, spicy flavored stuff in it, rice. And uh, cook that, a little too watery, dump some water out. And then, because I didn't measure anything, I just fuck that. I'm just going to, I got the Coleman out. The big thrill is I got the Coleman out. The beautiful old green Coleman. I'm still using it. Had some fuel left in the tank. Because my brother was asking me, where are you going to get fuel for that thing? And uh, it was a, it's a treat. That, that was the highlight of my day. Cooking on the Coleman. As I've done many a camping trip before. So nice to be doing a little camping, but I've got a little cabin to sleep in. Just a bed and a little card table and uh, couch. Uh, but that's all you need, uh, you know, bed, sleep on, don't have to worry about the tent crawling in and out, and a little veranda to sit on, and a picnic table in the front and a fire pit. So, hey, what more do you want? I'll post a picture. Uh, so it's it's delightful. Moving in here today was great. And just the fun of just cooking my own supper, throwing it all together, camping style, just kind of, you know, crazy in just a good way, just a good way. Ah, yeah, the special touch. I had some uh, Colorado nut mix, or Colorado trail mix, something like that, and just threw in a handful. So you got raisins and nuts and little seeds and stuff to add a little crunch to the rice and the chicken and the onion. It was good. I had two bowls. Still have a lot left over. So just the fun of, no, I'm going to stay here by myself. I'm I'm actually going to camp. I'm actually going to cook on this fucking old Coleman stove and, uh, Make a, make a nice day of the whole thing. That's exactly what I've done, and uh, I guess that's what I wanted to share with you. I was going to go on a, uh, I had in my head, uh, interviewing different people. Incl- I was thinking of Tim Coyne in particular, to say, what makes a good father, you know? And from your own thought, just what you have done as a father, if, uh, if you have been a father, but uh, thoughts about your own father. A theme I keep coming back to on the Dixon Jane. I'm sure it gets kind of boring by now. Well, no, it can never get boring. It's, it's always a big one. But uh, I should be asking him, but brother and sister, too. A lot of people are very distant from their brothers and sisters and are not close and don't talk. And we're, we're quite connected in our distant ways. You know, we live in three different places. 
we don't see each other all that often, but uh, we do love and care and, of course, share a common past. So it's nice being up here with my brother. He gave me some good advice today, tonight, that uh, I should stop worrying about what kind of father I was or have been, that I was a good father and a good provider and provided my kids with all the food they'd ever want and food and clothing and uh, all the things they need. And, uh, you know, house, chance to go to school, comfortable enough life. You always think there's a whole lot more you want to do, and you do want to do that. You know, you want to be a father's got to be some kind of a guide or something. But I, 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 I am hurt of myself, and I beat myself up a lot about being a poor father. And, and it's really nice to hear somebody say, hey, you haven't been a poor father. You've been a good father. I need that to sink in. Anyway, gee, I didn't want to go there. I just wanted this to be happy talk, but keep coming back to that. It's kind of sometimes, you know, when you do a podcast, you some things you just don't really want to talk about. You just, nah, it's too private. Or if I share too much, it's not that you feel anybody will take advantage of you or that they have something on you, but just uh, you do make yourself a little vulnerable. And uh, not everybody is as honest about themselves and their shortcomings and weaknesses. Not that you should be dwelling on those things, but... Uh, we should all be humble. Anyway, I think I should shut this uh, this baby off and uh, continue to enjoy just what I was doing, lying here in this chair. And the sun's gone down now, but uh, it's only sky, a great breeze, breeze keeping the mosquitoes away. So, yeah, from the campground, it is uh, Ken. Uh, feeling pretty damn happy. Very, very, very glad I came along on this trip that it just sort of sprung out of nowhere and uh, was the right thing to have happen. All right. Catch you later. Sometime. Maybe tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.